Hello, hello, Mediaverse members, and welcome to Mediaverse Unwrapped, where we bring our non-toxic Facebook community of Marvel fans to life. I'm your host, Max Tapp, and I'm joined by my co-host, the fiery salsa to my sour cream, Megan Stangler. Hold your horses, y'all. This episode is going to be the wildest ride in the wilderness. (laughs) And today, we discuss our breakdown of episode four of Secret Invasion, the SAG actors strike, Bob Iger's comments about the strike, and so much more. Let's dive in. Let's go. All right. So kicking off our episode today, Secret Invasion, episode four, honestly, my favorite episode so far. I was blown away after this one. Megan, why don't you kick us off with your thoughts? This I agree with you. This was a wild, wild episode. So much happened, mm-hmm. but it was still the shortest episode. Like R.I.P. Talos, even though <sighs> I feel like he, I feel like he's not dead though. But Nick Fury handled it like a boss as usual, and he did not die. Yes. But oh, yes. But oh my God, he's lost everyone. You're absolutely right. I mean, at this point, Nick Fury really has very few friends left. And I know the rumors that I've been seeing on Twitter and online have been circulating that this is going to be where he introduces um, his secret warriors. A lot of people are still speculating that Quake will make an appearance. And I'm hearing all kinds of rumors about, you know, the cavalry coming in. Melinda May, uh, played by um, Ming-Na Wen in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I think... I don't know a lot of a lot of interesting theories. I'm trying not to get my hopes up for anything like that because you know we Marvel. I don't know. I feel like we've we've burned those bridges before with multiverse of madness and you know expecting too much. When in reality, it's like no guys, we were just you know keeping it small. So I think I don't know. I, I as much as I would love to see Agents of Shield officially recognized by the canon or to have like some of those incredible actors and characters brought back, I just I'm not getting my hopes up on that. But I do think. Nick Fury will be bringing in some friends. I mean, honestly, at this point, he he has no one um, mm-hmm. at all. So, I don't know. They're definitely going to bring in someone because there's no one left in the show. All I can see happening is Priscilla joining forces with Fury or uh, mm-hmm. Gaia joining forces with Fury, but then it's like it's just those two. And we we it's pretty clear that this show is going to going to end on a big cliffhanger all of this isn't going to be solved so it's someone's coming i don't know who's coming but someone is and i can feel it mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's quake i would love if it's quake but i don't know oh, me too but it's i would love it if it was quake yeah i th- it just it would fit so perfectly mm-hmm. and it this whole episode was just a banger it it was like every minute something was revealed freaking roadie how long has he been a scroll oh my god i mean so yeah you're right so much was going on in this episode and roadie being the scroll i mean i remember watching that and being like who's showering like what's what's up with this like which scroll is this showering and she's just moisturizing and she's like "Mm -hmm." and then she's like and it's roadie yeah i thought that was so crazy i couldn't believe that i mean i i'm so happy that they made it a female scroll i just feel that is such an interesting detail to this whole scenario um i just i feel like everybody knew it was coming but they were still gagged by that reveal because like it was just so shocking so everyone's asking who's the female scroll what if it's talos's Mm -hmm. wife soren yes 
because she died yes, off you're screen. Absolutely right. No, there's no body. You know the rule of Marvel. If you don't see a dead body, they're not dead. Yep. I've been saying from the beginning, I don't understand what the deal is with the whole Soren thing, why they decided to kill her off and like off screen and why they decided to recast her. I mean, it just didn't make a ton of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like there's still something about that that we're missing. I know a lot of people are thinking she's alive and she's really Talos or she's really this one. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, up until this point, we still we still hadn't seen. Well, wait, never mind. Um, we did see Talos as a scroll today or in this episode when he died. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was wild. His his transition when he died was weird. I like that they showed him dying, not just like dead scroll. I like that we saw that transition yeah. happening. That was that was cool. But with going back to Rhodey, I think. He's been a scroll since Iron Man 3. Because how would Gravik know about extremists from Iron Man 3? I don't I don't know if I don't know if if that's the case. Maybe, but you know what? Now that you mentioned that, it makes a lot of sense that they probably got the information from Rhodey because he was in that film. Yeah. And he he would have had the intel on that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes sense. So maybe when they put him in their scroll cocoon, they like, you know, (laughs) took his memory out of his brain. Because yeah. he, notice he's never brought up Tony's death, but he was emotional when Tony died. But scrolls do feel emotion from the memories they have from the body that they took the identity of. So he could have been a You're scroll right. a long time. I totally agree. I, I'm just I'm confused with the whole um scrolls like with the memory, like and they absorb, I guess, the emotional attachments to because, like, I don't know, certain things just haven't been making sense to me. Like, you know, when they were in that house, Talos and Nick Fury, and that one guy who was the scroll who was organizing that, like, nuclear attack um, was, like, so protective of that son that wasn't, mm-hmm. I mean, it just didn't, he was a scroll impersonating someone. Like, why would he be so protective of, of this guy's son? Like, it didn't really make, that Zachary. didn't make sense to me. I felt that was weird. Yeah, yeah, I think that was them showing that there is still that emotional attachment, which makes sense. But I hadn't thought about it until this very moment that you brought it up. So I'm a little floored right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I, I brought this up the last, like the la- I think it was the last episode or a couple episodes ago. Um, mm-hmm. But it just, it, it felt so odd to me that he was just so protective of the child. And I was like, well, maybe the kid's a squirrel too. But then they didn't mm-hmm. address that. And I'm just, maybe. I don't understand why they wouldn't just make that clear. Like, oh, squirrels also feel what they, you know, their host, you know, who, who they're taking over felt or whatever. You know, they, like a simple little line to explain that would have been nice. But I don't know. Maybe. Uh... Oh, I lost my train of thought there. Oh, maybe he's been a scroll long enough to where he did form a love for Zachary. There's always that. But you're right. They really didn't address it. So it's like, are you Zachary's new stepdaddy? Like, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> I know. He just loves Zachary. What a great kid. He's just such a good guy. Uh, I don't know. It was just very, it was very odd. Let's <laughs> dial back to the beginning of the episode. With the, they, they solved that Amelia Clark cliffhanger real quick. They were like, nope, first couple minutes of this episode is Amelia Clark coming back to life. So that was yeah. wild. Yeah, I, I as soon as she got, she just stood up. I was like, oh, of course. Look, I'm I love her character. I love Amelia Clark. I want to see Abigail Brand. 
But I love death. Mm-hmm. So if they take away Maria Hill's death from me, I'm going to have so many issues. I might have to see no. a therapist. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you already do have to see a therapist. That's but true. That's, that's besides true. the point. <laughs> I don't know. I I do hope that they bring Abigail Brandon. I think they will. I just mm-hmm. I guess it wasn't in the way we expected. We all kind of thought it was going to be like this episode. But I definitely think that she's going to come back at some point. Because one thing I forgot to mention last week that I noticed when when Gaia died, her scroll form didn't look like Amelia Clark. The squirrel that was lying on the ground, it didn't look like Amelia Clark at all. It looked kind of like the little girl that we saw in Captain Marvel. Like they did a, I don't know if they just made the prosthetics to look just like the girl or what it was, but it was not Amelia Clark laying there. I don't think it was. I think that that's why they're saving, um, you know, m- not showing Amelia Clark as a squirrel because they're going to end up having her become Abigail Brand by the end of the show. Like transit or play both characters or transition into Abigail Brand. Something Mm -hmm. along those lines, I think, will happen. So for those who don't know, Abigail Brand is half human, half alien. And she Mm -hmm. is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. So there could always be Nick Fury actually knows her. Because he hasn't seen... Mm -hmm. Yes. He hasn't seen Amelia Clark's character face-to-face in that show. So they've never interacted. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so there could always be that connection there. He sees her and he's like, oh, hell no, you took Abigail. So there could always be that. You're so right. He could totally probably recognize her. That's yeah. Maybe that's why she hasn't been around him directly. Hmm? That's actually, you just blew my mind, Megan. That's crazy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I hadn't thought about that. First time for everything. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I feel like she could have been a big asset in the big battle they had. And I think that once she finds out what happened to Talos, she's going to be really mad at herself because she could have been there to help. And she wasn't. Did you and notice? She got mad at him. Yeah. You noticed how mad she was at him on that bench when he's like, let's she do it the furious. peaceful way. Let's do this the way that causes the less, the least amount of harm. And she's like, um, no, no, no. I would like to be in my own skin in this world. And it's like, mm-hmm. ma'am, I get what she's saying, but ma'am, you you came to this world. It's not that easy. You're not going to be able not. just to walk around green looking like a cucumber. It, there's no way. He, I, I, I felt bad for Taylor's because I was like, you have one headstrong daughter and you don't know what to do with that. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I could honestly draw comparisons with the Skrulls struggle in Secret Invasion to, you know, real life struggles like, you know, the struggles facing the trans community right now, the struggles yeah. that have faced that have plagued the gay community for so long um, and the queer communities like, you know, it, all the Skrulls want to do is walk around in their own skin and it feels like the whole world's going to have a problem with it. And that is, I mean, it's, it's a very strong comparison and it's a very... It, when you think about the parallel, it's it's pretty intense. So I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. It's a very obvious comparison because it's it's true. I mean, mm-hmm. we just had an entire Pride Month, and we saw what happens when any company or brand posted a rainbow anything; they got attacked. 
So, it, it, yeah. yeah, no, you're exactly right. There is that huge comparison there. And mm-hmm. I get she wants to be herself and be in her green skin. But it's like, but you're killing everyone. No one's going to be cool with you being walking around as an alien when you just killed like 2,000 people to make a point. You didn't even, come on. One, he, Talos was right. Try to be friendly. Show that you're not a threat. What you want will come. And I agree yeah. with that. I think, I think Talos is really incredible. I think he was, you know, a really good general for the scrolls. They should have stuck by him. I mean, I know Nick Fury kind of let them all down with finding a home. And that's why a lot of them are pissed. But yeah. I think Talos comes at things from a very rash perspective. He's always looking out for the good of his people rather than mm-hmm. just like winning the battle. Yeah. Um, and that's been evident since he was introduced in Captain Marvel. He was always just like, we don't want any trouble. You know, we just want to, you know, exist, basically. Um, and he was always just like, oh, no, there's women and children on board. Like, you know, please don't hurt them when, you know, when they were getting attacked in Captain Marvel. So, I mean, he's always had the good of his people first and foremost. And I, I really admire him for that. And I just, I don't know. I mean, there's two episodes left of this show. There's so much still to, like, unpack. I mean, I'm still, we're still waiting for, like, the big turning point, which I think will be, honestly, I think it'll be next episode where we're going to finally see, like, those that, that we're waiting for that other shoe to drop this entire time. And I think next episode, the one before the finale is going to be the one that really is, hits hard. And the finale will be, like, unpacking all of that and, like, resolving the main conflicts. That's how I feel it's going to go moving forward. Let's see if I'm right. I do think it's going to be this next episode that sets the tone for the last episode. Because usually yeah, in these kind of shows, limited series, the second to last episode and the last episode are kind of one huge episode. One big mm. continuation. So that's what I think it's going to be. But I'm just so intrigued. Like, is Talos even dead? I, I don't just don't know. know. I don't know who to believe. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, let's let's talk about Talos's death um, quickly. Let's round out our discussion on that. I I thought it was interesting how he was tran- like partially transitioning. Like he was getting too weak to be able to hold his human form all that time. But you know what? Again, Talos, the man, he is desperately trying to save the president because he knows if something happens to the president, the scrolls are fucked. If yeah. they had killed the president. It would be a legit war with yeah. the scrolls. And he he's trying by all costs to prevent that. He, you know, Gravik wants more than anything to engage the humans and to like come out in this big way or to cause conflict amongst the humans so that the scrolls can then, you know, take over. That's his end goal. He wants the the Americans to think that the Russians were the ones that perpetuated that attack on their president. And if the Americans found out that there were scrolls into the mix, then they would be hunted down and eradicated like nobody's business. For sure. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's it's so much, like so many different agendas here. We've got Nick Fury's agenda. We've got Gravik. We've got what Talos wants. We've got, you know, what Fallsworth is doing behind the scenes, whatever that is. And it's just, there's just so much going on. I, I just want them to start like, you know, addressing some of these threads and wrapping them up. A little bit, I think. But he is such a hero. He was, like, with his dying bit of strength, still going, doing the I right know. thing, still trying to save the president. You know, it's Look, sucks I, that that happened to him, you know. 
I'm all for all the deaths, but Taylor's death hit so different because this yeah. scrolled man, he went down fighting so hard. And I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. why you? I like this character so much. I was like, why? Why are you the one? So if he's not dead, I'll be very happy. So, so happy. I know. Because there's too. also those hope- rumors that he's the big bad. Like, he's behind it, which I would Really? Like. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some people are like, how do we know that was even Talos? Like, something, I think there is a moving part happening that we're not seeing yet. And that we'll be able mm. to go back. In I the, think so, too. In, yeah. We'll be able to binge the show and say, that's why that happened. I see him doing that right there. Yes. That's what I think. Because there's there's no, it's secret invasion. There's a secret happening. We just got to figure out what of it is. Of course. That's what I've been saying every episode <laughs> we've been covering the show. I've been saying there's, there's another shoe to drop. That's what I was talking yeah. about earlier. Like, I think <laughs> this coming episode we're gonna finally get like some insight on what that moving piece in the background is and they're finally gonna be like okay this is what's going on and then we're gonna get the like behind the scenes they're gonna go back to those scenes that didn't make sense before and we're gonna see the different context behind them i'm telling you i that's like one thing i really feel is gonna happen in this show yeah i could be wrong this is not coming from anywhere like you know like i don't have any insider knowledge as far as the plot but i think that's what's gonna happen yeah it it's something's big's gonna happen but if they hit me with this 35 minute episode bullshit again i'm gonna go crazy because when the credits hit i was like no 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 no. we're not done that's that's not it wait come back here give me what i want so get your ass back here secret invasion we're not done yet yeah i had some things to say (laughs) so uh i was like well Great. In seven days, we'll figure it out. I've I've never been on edge more of a Marvel show in my life than this show. I, I've never like gone online and said, okay, I need to know what's going to happen next or or I'm going to lose it. But this one, it it's so captivating. It's just, it's surprise after surprise. And I could not be more grateful for it. It's truly such a wonderful thing to have a group like ours, like Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped on Facebook, because that's what our group is about. We want to give people that space to come as soon as they finish that Marvel movie, as soon as they watch that episode of, you know, a Marvel series, and they're like, what's going on? We want you guys to come to our group and discuss with other fans in a non-toxic environment. You know, have those discussions, figure it out, you know, analyze those Easter eggs together. That is what we started this whole thing for. So we hope that you guys check us out on Facebook and if you are already a member, we love you guys and we thank you for your support. Speaking of those beautiful members, we Ooh. grabbed some comments about the episode from our spoiler ban discussion thread. Just so you guys know, for each episode, we have a 48-hour spoiler ban so that no one gets spoiled. But we have a discussion thread for so you can actually discuss it during that time. <clears throat> Starting with Mia... Mia says this episode was too good on the edge of my seat the entire time between Priscilla Scrody. <laughs> uh, I do wish they saved Gaia reveal until next week. It's overshadowed by everything that happened. Yeah, I agree with that because out of all of this episode at the end of it, I was like, so much happened. And then I was like, oh yeah. And she came back. Gaia's still alive. Yeah, you know what? You're kind of right. I mean, 
I feel like it would have been like it would have hit better or hit different if like they would have just not addressed the Gaia thing this episode and like brought it in next week. But then I feel like at the same time that probably would have upset people who were like, "What happened at the end? We need to know." You know what I mean? So it's kind of a hard one, especially because Gaia didn't even have like a huge role in this episode. She after she kind of told Talos off, she was like, "Okay, bye," and then we didn't see her again. Well, I think the biggest thing is we saw her last moments with her dad. So yeah, if I was robbed true. of that, I would have an issue. Because that was sweet. I, I, I agree. Mean, yeah. I agree. But, but I think is going to have a lot of regrets about that conversation because she was not I nice think to so, him. too. I think it's going to be a big thing. When I say sweet, I mean more like we got to see that. Um, it wasn't a fun conversation. But we did see who Talos is to his core and what he wants to mm-hmm. happen and how he truly regrets getting Gaia involved in all this. Like that was like, yeah. Com- thinking back at it, I was like, that was a really final conversation for him. And she was mm-hmm. just having none of it. So she, there's definitely gonna be some regrets. I think it's gonna, it's gonna turn her pretty dark and I can't yeah. wait for it. So, I think so too. We'll I think she's going to be pissed at Nick Fury. I think she's going to be really mad at Nick Fury. She's going to come at him next episode. Oh, maybe that'll feed into your theory. Maybe she's going to come after him like next episode or come up to him to like confront him and he's going to be like, Abigail? That would oh, be one, oh, for sure. Because she can go blame Nick Fury saying, Gravik's mad at you. That's why he did all this. That's why he killed my dad. Mm-hmm. So, oh, this is getting spicy. Or for putting him in that position, like, you know, making him go there and do that. Like she, she's going to hold him responsible. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I need to see that. I need to see her cuss out Nick Fury, like, real bad. That's yes. going to be good. Yes. But you know what? I'll talk. Let's talk about Priscilla a little bit because we haven't really discussed her too much since Mia mm-hmm. brought it up. Um, yeah. That scene where Priscilla and Nick Fury were sitting at that table with their guns and it just... That was everything that I wanted from that couple. I had been <laughs> yes. saying from our predictions episode when we were talking about it before the season yeah. started, I had been saying I want Mr. and Mrs. Smith dynamic between them. I want like espionage, like, you know, yes. I, that that scene was like, like just oh, chef's kiss. It was so good. It was perfect. And then when they both shot and they both purposely missed, yeah, I was like, oh, that's like so sweet. You know, it was like, wow, it was like romantic. They didn't kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't kill each other Aw. marvel has ruined our standards of romance so hard <laughs> i know i know um i just i love that scene so much i love the the visuals they gave us like that weird wall of white masks like it was just showing mm-hmm. the duplicitous nature of the scrolls like and i just i love all those little details and i love i actually love priscilla's house it's very cute i like the modern vibe that she's got with the light woods and stuff um I just, I don't know. I love that scene. I love their dynamic. I love that we finally know whose side Priscilla is on. Like, you know she's sticking with Fury. Um, I also, or at least I an, think so. Another thing, she was so stern about him having to wear a ring when he comes in the house. Uh, I'm assuming to make sure he's not a scroll, because she would, yes. she has very right to know that. But didn't it feel like she let it go really quickly? He's like, oh, I just came in the back. I forgot. Did that not feel off yes. to anyone else that she was like, oh, okay, and moved it forward? Like, I, I did. I'm confused about that, it and seemed... I want clarification. 
Yes, I totally agree. It seemed with that scene, like I've been saying, the moving parts in the background, we don't see yet. Yeah. Like she was just kind of going along with it. She was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, that's weird. If you remember back when they first introduced Priscilla and they showed the ring thing, I said, I said, hey, look, I think that's why she knows that it's the real him because he goes and gets that ring. Yeah. And she can see that it's not in the in the bowl anymore. So she knows that it's really him at home. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was a big a big, big indication that she thought something was off. But I'm I'm confused because wasn't didn't that scene feed into the part where they sh- shoot each other? So thinking on it, I think she wasn't sure it was Nick Fury that entire time until they purposely missed each other. I think she was she oh. shot and then when she when he missed on purpose, that's when she knew, okay, it's him. Oh, you're so right. That yeah. makes so much sense. You're That's absolutely why, that right, could be, Megan. That, yeah, that could be why she missed. She didn't know who she was killing. Good job, Megan. That was awesome. Yes. Oh, my God. Two totally. times in one episode. Oh, my God. Killing it today, girl. You're killing it today. <laughs> what a good day for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But you're totally right. Moving on, Antonio says, gonna need sassy scroll roads to stick around after the show is done. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Bye. something I didn't bring up earlier when we were discussing yeah. um, Scrody, which sounds a lot like Scrotum, so I don't know if I like this name, but Scrody, um, <laughs> I, that, who, that lady Skrull that's impersonating him, she don't give no fucks at all. Yeah. She is just, like, out for blood. She she hates Nick Fury for whatever reason. Like, I mean, she really has, like, a personal vendetta against him, and I realize, you know, didn't find the scrolls a home, you know, blah, blah, blah. But she really was like, oh, you saw how I sacked him and I got him fired. And this, and she, she yeah. was bragging to Priscilla. Yeah. She was bragging to Priscilla in that church. And she was like, either it's you or it's him. One of y'all is going to die. So <laughs> make up your mind. It's almost like around. she's a bitter ex lover. Like she's so personal about it. And mm. she was so mean to Priscilla. And he clearly has a thing for scrolls. So I, I wonder what if she's the one that introduced Gravik to him and Priscilla is not the same woman or scroll because we're all we're like, oh, that's that's the woman that introduced Gravik to him. We all assumed it. We mm-hmm. just came to that realization. What if it's not? What if it was actually yeah. Scrody? Is that I, I don't like that. Uh, scroll roads. <laughs> Scrodes. Oh god, that's even worse. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) Scrodes. Sassy scroll roads. What if that Mm. is an ex-lover? Could be. It could be. I mean, I know you said Soren earlier that that could be the lady scroll. I know in the credits she was listed as like someone named, I don't know if I'm getting the correct name, it was like Rava or something weird. Um, Bravo, yeah. Something like that. I've heard, I read online that she was listed in the credits like that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, who knows what her whole deal is? I mean, she could even be Gravik's real mom for all we know. I mean, they never oh addressed like, if he was alone or who she yeah. is or maybe she's his sister. Who knows? It could be anything. I mean, there's so many different ways they could do that. Um, it could always be Soren. It could always be Soren and she's pissed at Nick Fury. For not giving her child a place to live or getting her husband back involved or uh, she's 
keeping Amelia, uh, not Amelia Clark, Gaia. She's keeping Gaia close, but still at a distance. And Gaia doesn't know that it's her mom. You know, it could really be anything. Something's going to be revealed. And we're all going to be like, how did we not know that? Yes, I, I totally think so, too. I mean, I don't know. I, I really enjoy I, I like I don't like the character, but I like the character, if that makes sense. Like, I think <laughs> Sassy Squirrel Rhodes is like such a like funny character the way he like, you know, it goes back and forth with Fury and like his angsty, like, you know, sassy comments and, you know, the what things that he's doing. I, I, I kind of am enjoying it. I'll be honest with you. Um, also, speaking of Fury, I love how Fury just like pops up into his hotel room or wherever he is and is just like, oh, you know, I bought you this Pappy Van Winkle, um, you know, liquor. And he's like, oh, do you have to worry about poison, Scroll Roads says? And Nick Fury's like, nope, nano trackers. And I love how Nick Fury keeps doing that. He's just like, he's being completely honest and people don't believe what he says. Like he, he told him exactly like, oh, there's nano trackers in there. <laughs> And he, he drank it anyway. I feel like everyone's saying in this show that Fury fell off. But we're seeing Fury back to his old ways behind the scenes, like mm -hmm. with the Nano Tracker or when he's listening in to Priscilla and Sassy Scroll Roads. How was he even mm -hmm. lit? How did he hear that? Did any Does anyone know? Like, what, what was bugged? Did he bug her phone? I don't know. That's a good question. Because, yeah, well, he was walking around that house. I'm sure if we were to watch back, which I'm planning to do before the finale. I want to watch all the episodes again, just so I'm like, I can really pinpoint stuff for mm -hmm. when the finale finally drops it on us. Um, he could have been walking around touching things, like like not, the camera didn't bring attention to it and we didn't notice and he could have been leaving, you know, we saw him do it to Fallsworth and they actually focused in on where he left the bug to show that he was doing it, but he could have been doing it anywhere in that house. I mean, it's his house, I think, right? So yeah, maybe he already had bugs, who knows? I'm curious if she knew he was listening. Because she's the spy's wife. Would she not know his antics and what, you know, like she would, I, I think she would know. I think she would know yeah. what he does. And I, I just think she'd know. But we'll find out because this is definitely playing into the secret moving part that none of us know. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll see. Moving on, Nicholas says, I'm not sure if this means we should get a divorce or renew our vows. Damn, what an intense episode. Sad to see Talos go out like that. Fury has pretty much lost everything now. I feel like at this point, he should probably be calling Carolyn. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. <laughs> Nicholas, I totally agree. It was, it was, it was such an intense episode. And for being the shortest one, I'm telling you, it was my favorite. It had... It was just a meaty episode, had a lot of good, juicy stuff happening. Um, and yeah, I, can you imagine if Captain Marvel made an appearance in this show? I would die. I mean, I would love that. It would be amazing. I have always thought that Monica Rambo would show up. But now I don't Same. know. This show has me with such trust issues. It's not even funny. But bringing Carol in would be fantastic. I would love that. It, and you're right. It was such I, a, it's so condensed the episode. Well, not condensed. It was a, uh, well maybe condensed, but it was just so it was concentrated. It was just so yes. so it was short, but it was powerful. So I really oh, this yeah. episode really blew my mind. I liked it. This was a good one. 
This was a really good one. I, I I have to say, I'm really enjoying Secret Invasion. I can't wait to dissect the next couple episodes with you and our audience. Like, I'm having so much fun with this. I love that we, we're doing this rewatch part of our podcast. And I hope that if anyone's listening, they're getting something from this. And we're, we're teaching you and we're all learning together because I, I'm just having a blast. <laughs> So moving on to our next topic, the SAG strike. The Hollywood Actors Union, led by President Fran Drescher, approved a strike on Thursday for the first time in 43 years, bringing the $134 billion American movie and television business to a halt over anger about pay and fears of a tech-dominated future. SAG members say they are striking for increased base compensation, regulated use of artificial intelligence, better benefit plans, and money for self-taped auditions, the cost of which used to be the responsibility of casting and production. On Friday, the actors will join screenwriters who walked off the job in May on picket lines in New York, Los Angeles, and dozens of other American cities where scripted shows and movies are produced. Actors and screenwriters had not been on strike at the same time since 1960 when Marilyn Monroe was still starring in films and Ronald Reagan was the head of the Actors Union. Wow, that is insane. Yeah. Dual strikes pit more than 170,000 workers against old line studios like Disney, Universal, Sony, and Paramount, as well as tech juggernauts like Netflix, Amazon, and Apple. I'm hoping with this strike that it forces movement in the writer strike which will ultimately, mm-hmm. hopefully, end both strikes. But I definitely, I'm 100% on board with this strike. <clears throat> it sucks, but after you see the what they've been offered, like the AI plan, one was that they get paid for one day, AI scans their body, and then AI can put their character their identity in every movie in any single place without their consent and only one day's pay thus putting them out of a job because why would anyone pay them if ai already has their identity that's so scary and you know what's so funny like just i don't even think it's been a month yet but you know netflix just released that new season of black mirror i don't know if you watch megan i actually never discussed it with you but the first episode was the whole like plot of what like the, they're trying to actually put into contracts? Like I can't believe yeah. that that's actually like. A, I wonder if it was based on like that. The like maybe the people who wrote that episode were hearing rumblings about that being a potential thing they're going to start doing, and was like, "Wow," because that's so scary. Imagine they own the rights to your likeness and can just put you in it as a background character in any movie or TV show they want until the end of time. Like that's ridiculous. I I know the episode. Uh, I don't watch Black Mirror. It's just not my thing. But I read about the episode and I was like, I am not watching that. (laughs) That will terrify me. I'm not doing it. But this AI thing, I'm telling you, I am not a fan of it. It it scares me. I I don't like something that can think like that and use my identity and that can make better content than people who are paid to do it. I don't like that. I I don't like, I don't like any of it. it. It freaks me out. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, it's and after reading these proposals about the AI for the actors, I do think at some point they're going to, you know, be mostly AI made content coming to us in theaters because that's what it looks like it's going to. You're absolutely right. I mean, I know 
let's like like look at the writing on the wall here with this. When you think about you know going back to let's say Star Wars, right? When they brought like a young Carrie Fisher back to life in Rogue One, and that was kind of the start. That was the first instance I remember. Actually, no, I'm, it was it was Carrie Fisher, and it was the the actor who plays uh, Moff Tarkin. They who Moff Tarkin is the actor who plays Moff Tarkin is dead. I cannot remember his name right now. I'm so sorry, but the actor is completely dead. So they brought an entire character of an actor who was deceased back into yeah. a film. And then they yeah, did I don't it like that. a younger version of, you know, isn't that nuts? And it's like, I, I okay, don't maybe like it. in an instance like that, if they have permission, I get it. But that's like, if they're doing it for that, I mean, what's to say, let's say like an actor, for example, the actors who didn't want to play Soren anymore, she, you know, she got recast. What if they were like, oh, we're just going to use AI to keep you going in the show. Like, it's fine. Like, it's it's really kind of a scary thing. It's like, do you even own like your own likeness to be able to be portrayed like that? I mean, it's 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 a lot of scary stuff. So I don't know. I feel like there needs to be a lot of sanctions put on AI. It, it it's a very valuable tool. I see so much potential for greatness in it, but I also see a ton of potential for very shady stuff that should not be allowed. So I don't know. It's basically was Tony Stark right about Ultron or not? Ultron and AI <laughs> yep. robot, it, was he right or not? I mean, Tony had a point, but Ultron was not right. So I don't like that they bring back passed away actors. Like I heard they did that in The Flash. I don't like that. I, I get if they have permission, yeah. but it, it feels icky to me. I don't, I don't like that. Let them rest. Why are you still making money yeah. off them? That makes no sense to me. Ugh. It just feels... I found that gross. Yeah, it feels gross. It it feels like it's not really respecting their memory. It's just kind of still trying to benefit from their name and likeness. And come on, if I yes. died, if I die and someone brings back my likeness without my permission, I'm haunting their ass hmm. like no one's business. I don't oh, like yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> 100% 100%. <laughs> We recently got some comments on Bob Iger, or from Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. So, Megan, why don't you kick us off with what he had to say about all of that? Good old Bob Iger with the foot in his mouth. He says, <laughs> about the SAG strike, it's very disturbing to me. We've talked about disruptive forces on this business and all the challenges we're facing. The recovery from COVID, which is ongoing, it's not completely back. This is the worst time in the world to add to that disruption, he said. I understand any labor organization's desire to work on behalf of its members to get the most compensation and be compensated fairly based on the value that they deliver. We managed, as an industry, to negotiate a very good deal with the Directors Guild that reflects the value that the directors contribute to this great business. We wanted to do the same for the writers. We and we'd like to do the same with the actors. There's a level of expectation that they have that's just not realistic. And they are adding to the set of the challenges that this business is already facing. That is, quite frankly, very disruptive. Oh, whew. He done pissed pretty me off. Pretty dicey comments. Yeah. Yeah, pretty dicey comments. Um especially given the fact that Bob Iger has been announced to continue in his position as acting CEO of Disney until 2026. <laughs> he just renewed that contract. 
And <laughs> also to the fact that he's he made comments following this that he wants to scale back Marvel and Star Wars projects. So I don't know. We were also excited for him coming back a few months ago. And now I'm like, please leave. Like, <laughs> what the heck? It's interesting, Ugh. the timing of his comments that he got, he announced that he's going to continue as the head of Disney. But what he's saying is the most dismissive, right-off thing that a person who's worth hundreds of millions of dollars can say. It's disruptive yeah. to your business. You're disruptive of their business, of their lives, of their compensation. And your your techniques of AI is disruptive to their career. Does that not matter yep. to you? So take several seats, Bob Iger, and, and leave the Marvel stuff and Star Wars stuff alone. You don't get any more options in life. I don't want to hear anything from you. Yeah, please don't touch Marvel or Star Wars. Leave us alone, please. We, we, we <laughs> ask for so little. Please just leave us alone. Yeah, we, we don't ask much, but we're asking you to take several seats and stay in your lane. Because you as, yeah. what is his net worth? $300 million? You as someone worth that well, much money gets no, gets no opinion in this. And you want to hear something disgusting? I read that yeah. he makes, like his contract with them is to make like, like 23 or $26 million a year with the potential to get up to five times that amount with like, you know, raises and, or whatever as like, you know, he, his time continues with the new contract he just signed. Which is Oops. a disgusting amount of money, yeah. And I don't, I don't get what he does over there. That's worth twenty six million dollars, but I find that to be an exuberant amount of money to be making. And truthfully, with the layoffs Disney has been doing, and you know, which I previously had praised them for because I feel like they were starting at the top and you know, and try to try and save as many jobs as possible, which may still be what they're doing. But for him to have that big of a salary and then making comments about the writer strike when the writers who make less than the actors are just trying to, you know, make better lives for themselves. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. Stay out of the conversation, Bob. It does not sound good coming out of your mouth. And it's starting to seem like they were making those cutbacks to give Bob Iger more. I'm not saying that's the truth, but I'm really mad at Bob Iger. And that is the mindset I'm going to keep forever. So yeah, it's, this no. is just, it, Dude, you sh you should have shut the hell up. This this doesn't concern you. Yeah. Ninety, it's over like ninety percent of those actors, uh, who are striking, don't make much. They after paying their management and their agents, they don't make much. They make slightly a living. Most of them have other side hustles going on, and yes, he's gonna say it's disruptive. Boy, you are so dumb. I, I have, like, secondhand embarrassment for how stupid you are. Yeah, truthfully, truly. And working off what Megan just said, she's right. You know, when we think of actors, we tend to think of, like, the A-list celebrities who are making, like, millions of dollars per project. But let's yeah. remember, like, you know, the Studio Actors Guild, SAG, it encompasses all actors. So anybody who does, like, anything from, like, you know, like, soap operas or, you know, commercials or you know, small roles that, you know, they're, they're all part of this union. It's not just the big names. It's all the different actors who maybe don't get those chances to make money. And, you know, they do have to pay their dues. They do have to pay, you know, for their management. Like she said, there's, you know, there's other expenses that are not covered. And, you know, for them to be nickel and diming those at working actors who are just trying to hustle, 
and bring us entertainment, it just, it sucks. I hope this gets resolved soon. Those same actors that don't make much are being offered the AI plan to get paid for one day. Ugh. So if you weren't mad about the actor strike or you weren't, if you weren't knowledgeable, just know this is what's going on. It's not uh, Jennifer Aniston, who's a multi-million dollar millionaire. She's not asking for more money. She's also representing all the other actors that don't make much. Who's This is their dream, yep. and they're being torn down. I get it. It sucks. We all love all of our entertainment and the content we get, but this is something that needs to happen. Kicking off our news roundup. Anson Mount, who played Black Bolt in Marvel's Inhuman series and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, teases Black Bolt getting back to the MCU. He says, If the answer was yes, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but the answer is no, so I can. I've had some informal <laughs> conversations with the powers at Marvel. It's a conversation, but they've got their current phase that they need to do. That sounds like the door's not closed. He gave us so much and so little. Yeah. Thank you, Anson. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see him back. I, I would too. I actually like he he was the best part of the Inhuman show, and I, I do like him as Black Bolt. I do too. He was a thirst trap in that outfit in uh, Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yes. Ooh, his costumes <laughs> like you're absolutely right. I don't know what it is, but that costume department. Just bravo. Give give him a raise. It, it was good. Moving on. This past Monday, we got first pictures of Deadpool and Wolverine from the set of Deadpool 3. The pictures have been flowing in all week, including a video of them working on a scene. The pictures showcased an almost comic accurate yellow and blue suit for Wolverine. I, oh, I was <laughs> obsessed with those pictures. I love the suit. Hugh Jackman looks so hot. He looks amazing. Um, <laughs> he looks good. I, I liked it. I, I forgot about the pictures. He did. <laughs> it did. Was... I forgot about these pictures. We have had so much going on this week. I, I completely forgot this even happened. <laughs> This week was the week of Deadpool. I swear. Like at one point, I was like, if I have yes. to type Wolverine's name one more time today, I'm gonna lose it. It it. Oh my god. I know. Uh, then they all came out right as the actor strike started. Ugh. What timing? Yes, but I will say, good news for anyone who was concerned about um, Ryan Reynolds not being able to ad lib during you know the filming because of the writer's strike. Now that the actors are on strike, they've shut down production. So hopefully <laughs> by, when everything when everything kicks back off, it'll be the end of both strikes because I can't imagine one ending without the other. And we'll get the full movie we were intended and it's still pretty early in the shooting process. So I have high hopes again. Not that I ever lost my hopes. I always thought it was going to be fantastic. But now anybody who had any issues with that, we're going to get the movie into, as intended and I'm so excited for it. This is this one, like I've been saying, I'm is the one I'm most looking forward to. The suit looks good. I, I'm excited for it. Uh, people are very mad about how many pictures have been posted, but guys, it was pictures from one scene that we may or may mm. not see in the movie. It's cool. It's fine. Once they finish editing it, adding in all the stuff they add, it won't even look like the pictures. I agree. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I will say my personal theory on this, I think that they are in the void from that we got to see at the fin in the finale of Loki season one. I think yeah. that's where this these pictures are taking place. Um, spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't want to know. Um, but 
I, I love the fact that they actually built that 20th century Fox logo, like oh set God. piece, that huge yeah. logo and didn't do CGI. I think it's going to look amazing and so cool. Doesn't it look like Wolverine is defending it? Maybe. Yeah. Ooh. But, yeah. Mm. I'm excited. Me too. All right. Our next piece of news. In an interview on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, Haley Atwell, who plays Captain Carter, mentions that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness doesn't serve Peggy very well. Going on to say, when Peggy was like, I could do this all day, and then she's immediately cut in half by a Frisbee, and the audience <laughs> being like, she can't do it all day, apparently. You can't. So, egg on your face. That's exactly what we said. She's right. <laughs> It's just so honest. I love her so much because we're all like, that's how we feel. And then this girl comes yeah. out and says it. And I'm like, I just appreciate her so much. This is so true. Oh, my God. I love her so much. I wish Agent Carter ended too soon. And we, I, I would love more if Captain Carter, it always seems like she is up for the challenge of revisiting this character. And I love her for that. Um, and I, I wish that Marvel would find a way to, like, just bring her into things more I, I do like her a lot so i do too you, you don't get better than her nope so breaking news from today iman Vellani is co-writing the new miss marvel comic series titled miss marvel the new mutant after the comic book the death of miss marvel came out well it looks like a lot of people who were you know theorizing that this was going to be the way miss marvel came out of her death in the comics as yeah. a mutant, like she's in the MCU. I mean, that that title, I don't know. I mean, I know I was reading the, the quote she was giving earlier saying that it wasn't going to be a new origin story or a retcon that they were going to, she was still going to be an inhuman, but this title is weird. So I don't know. I just want to go ahead and jump the gun and say, I told all of you. Okay. Just, just, <laughs> I said it on this podcast. I said it. I was, you, did. you, are, you are all here. That's all I need to say. You did. You did tell us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap on Mediaverse Unwrapped. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, you can follow me on Instagram at his name is Max. And you can follow me on Instagram at Megan the Gangster. Join our non-toxic Facebook group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. Follow our public Facebook page, Mediaverse Plus. Follow us on Twitter at MediaverseCU. Our new episodes premiere Tuesdays on Spotify. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, and goodbye for now. As the queen of the scrolls come to take your planet, I bid you goodbye. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs>